Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they have 18 amazing flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com and try yours. Also use the promo code LOCKEDON and you will get $10 off your first order. I get it. I get it. I get it. You need to hear my opinions from Game 2 for the New Jersey Devils. And also, it is game day today as the Devils take on the Rangers. What are my thoughts, analysis, and possible future predictions for the Devils so far this season? Well, let's bring in John Chick of Locked On Rangers to find out. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also writer for the Devils writer Trey Matthews. And it is currently January the 18th, 2021, 4.39 p.m. Eastern time at the time of this recording. And happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day or belated MLK Day because this is going up on January the 19th at around 6.15 a.m. Well, if you hadn't checked out the last episode I posted on Saturday, I basically talked about the New Jersey Devils uh, follow-up from Game 1 and what they would have to do to improve uh, in Game 2 and possibly come out with the victorious win. And they did. They came out victorious. They got their first win of the season, everybody. We don't have to wait six more games like we did last year. So we're already off to a pretty decent start. I just want to say, guys, I know it's really early and I don't want to jump the gun on anything, but I'm excited for the New Jersey Devils because let's think about this for a second. The Boston Bruins are the reigning uh, President Trophies winners from last season, and the Devils took them to two overtimes, two. And the Devils realistically could have won game one if it wasn't for that god-awful first period. Let's just think about that for a second, okay? And, you know, we've proven that we're adaptable. Our young guys are running and gunning. And speaking of our young guys, Igor Sharangovich, okay? So if you hadn't checked out my Twitter, I renamed it to Locked On Sharangovich. And you know what? My Locked On colleagues were giving me a tough time. They were like, can you say that name fast? And you know what? I I did, okay? I said it five times fast. So take that, Jay Forrester, host of Locked On Blue Jackets. So, yeah. Uh, Sharon Govich scoring the game-winning goal. His first career NHL goal coming in the latter half of OT, like a few seconds left in the game. He gets the game winner. The clock hits zero. The horn sounds. The Devils come out victorious. That was that was so much fun to see. Like, I, like you're going to hear it uh, when I bring John Chick in in a second where I was at specifically during that uh, time period. But it was just so entertaining to watch. Sharon Govich, I told you guys in uh, a few episodes ago that that I'm a huge fan of his play so far because not only can he draw penalties, it looks like he is clutch. It looks like he can be a diamond in the rough for the New Jersey Devils. And you know what? We'll talk about this in a later episode, but he was a surprise in training camp for some. So, uh, you know, New Jersey News released something called, uh, you know, five players to watch out for, uh, you know, judging based on training camp. And it was him and Ty Smith were a couple of the guys who were to be on the lookout for. And Ty Smith is actually doing pretty well so far as well. So, and also Jack Hughes, because we've scored four goals and Jack Hughes has assisted on three of them. So this is really fun to watch from New Jersey. I just love the improvement. And come to think of it, you know, we still are without Votnin. We are still without Heizer. We are still without Brock. And what if we get those guys back? Is there any chance that maybe we could sneak into the playoffs? I know I'm getting ahead of myself. Like, I, I don't want to, you know, jump the gun on anything, like I said. But you know what? I, I, let, let's take that into consideration because 
because I think the Devils could really, really, really be a better team than what most people are projecting them to be. So it's exciting to see. I know you guys are excited to see it as well. So we are 1-0-1. and So we've won one game. We haven't lost any, but we do have one overtime loss. So I guess, you know, technically that's a loss, but still it's 1-1, okay? 1-1, 1-1. So what are we going to be talking about in this episode? Well, today we're going to be talking about the New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers upcoming game tonight. And it's only going to be a single game matchup. So they're not going to be playing each other back to back or, uh, you know, it's not going to be a two game series before they move on to the next game. This is going to be one of the rarity times when uh, they just play each other one time and then they move on to the next game. So uh, the next game for the New Jersey Devils will actually be a two game set between the New York Islanders. So it's going to be really exciting to see, especially since the Rangers are also a young team like us. And you know what? I need some help analyzing this game. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag for a second are we ready for some hockey because the national hockey league heads into the regular season and there's some big matchups already on the schedule and the nfl regular season is finally over and obviously the playoffs have begun there have been some upsets and some not so much of an upset and it's becoming clear who will become the next super bowl champions or I think it's becoming clearer, that's up for you to decide and bet on. There is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. Go to betonline.ag, sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Talent talks about one or multiple options. NHL games of the week, NFL top games, current headlines and sports. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Also, check out their social media visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business sign up for a free account and use that promo code once again locked on for your sign up bonus hashtag betonline get involved and get in the action everybody Alrighty, let's talk to John Chick about this upcoming matchup between the Rangers and the Devils. Let's take it away. All right, welcome back, Ranger fans and Devil fans. We got a special crossover edition for you guys today. This is John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers, joined here by Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils. Trey, how are we doing today? I'm doing great, John. Yeah, me too. I, it's definitely been an interesting start to the regular season for both of our teams. Uh, you know, the Rangers, it's, you know, just a disaster on opening night and then an excellent bounce back performance two nights later. And for you guys, twice going into overtime and once into a shootout with the Boston Bruins, uh, both games coming down to the wire there. Obviously, you guys get three points out of a possible four. How are you feeling? I know it's early, but how are you feeling about this team uh, just two games into the season here? I feel like the Devils have shown uh, great signs of improvement already, because if you remember last year, Uh, We dropped the first six games of the year, but now we've already gotten that first win out the way. I feel as though the Devils um, have gotten a lot better. And like I said in my show many times before the start of the season, I needed to see some adaptability from uh, certain players, and I think they did that because in game one, their first period was absolutely awful. Like like they couldn't get the puck out of their own zone. Um, Their defense was atrocious. Mackenzie Blackwood, our goalie, was our best defender that night. We had chances to win, but unfortunately we blew them and uh, we put the uh, Bruins into power play situations in in which uh, the Bruins last year were one of the best uh, power play teams uh, in in the entire league. And when the Devils were in the power play, it didn't look like that they were in the power play. It still looked like it was even strength and Boston was still dominating them. So I, I, and you know, that this same uh, remained true for game two. So um, I believe the, the Devils, um, have shown great signs of improvement and 
Sharon Govich, I have to tell you, yeah. um, my show, my show temporarily is called Locked On Sharon Govich because that guy, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what to think of him because in game one, he was like, sort of like a rag doll. Like, you know, he was uh, drawing like penalties for us. He was uh, sort of putting his body on the line. I love the determination, the effort from him. And then in game two, game winning goal with only a few seconds left in OT. It looked like we were going for another shootout and he got it before the sound of the final horn. So I, 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 Sharon Govich diving in the rough. We, we already knew that uh, he could be something special because he had a great training camp with the Devils. So um, obviously the Devils are off to a, a pretty decent start, and I think they can only go up from here. And like I said, we're, we're missing three of our key guys. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, one of the things, you know, you touched on it just now, but Sharon Govich with the game-winning goal with 1.7 seconds left in overtime in the second game. And, I mean, that had to be, I mean, you're a big Devils fan. That had to feel so good, especially last season. Uh, just a disastrous start that this team gets off to, winless in their first six. And really, I mean, just just digging themselves a hole early in the season. So to get that first one out of the way and to do it in such dramatic fashion, I mean, what's your reaction? And, and Severson made a heck of a pass on that play as well, behind his back, uh, you know, springing Sharon Govich into the attacking zone there. And that's why Severson was given the A uh, to be the alternate captain for the Devils organization instead of P.K. Subban because uh, Severson was our best, uh, was one of our best defensive in last season. But um, so uh, interesting story. I was actually at work and I was uh, doing color commentary uh, at a basketball game right. uh, for, for, for the television station I work at. And I was actually streaming the game. Of course, I had to mute it so that way uh, the game – feedback didn't pick up on my microphone so I, and you know I put it to the side so that way no one could see it and like uh, during a pause in the action I'm like okay go Sharon Govich come on go 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 you're wide open wide open <laughs> and obviously I couldn't hear the announcer's reaction but I was just like waving my hand in the air I was like yes yes yeah. there we go he, that, he that, got that it. Like, silent that's reaction amazing. yeah yeah no that's that's people awesome. at my work people at my job were like what are you doing <laughs> hey man because hey. obviously I was air bump. No, that was all. That's awesome. It's a, it's a great win for you guys to start the season. And I uh, wanted to ask you also about your goalie situation. Now, it seems like I haven't watched, you know, these Devils games from start to finish, these first two games that they've had here. But Mackenzie Blackwood has played both games. He's obviously looked very well, at least if you just go by the, uh, the box score there. But, you know, you guys were left in a little bit of a bind there. Corey Crawford retires just a few days before the start of the regular season. And then you guys also claim Arendell off of waivers. I mean, do you feel good? about the goalie situation? Do you think Mackenzie Blackwood is ready to be that guy who can step in there and, and, and be the top goalie for your team? I mean, he was going to be the top goalie either way, but uh, right. I, the Corey Crawford situation uh, didn't help things because, you know, now, uh, you know, now we're, I guess now we're stuck with Aaron Dell because originally it was, the duo was uh, Mackenzie Blackwood and Scott Wedgwood. And no offense to Scott Wedgwood, but he should be third string goalie, not second string. So like, you bring him in in case of an emergency, but um, for for Corey Crawford, uh, there's just no way we can like uh, replace someone of his caliber uh, because Corey Crawford is a two-time All-Star. Um, he's won the Jennings Trophy. He's won a couple of championships. Um, see, I'm missing something else. Oh, he was All Rookie Team as well. So uh, Corey Crawford, uh, we wish him the best of luck in his future ventures, but. Uh, Obviously, we don't know the full scenario as to why he decided to retire so suddenly, and especially since the season was about to start. You know, I heard uh, a various amount of reports, but, you know, the Crow is definitely going to, um, you know, he, he, he's going to be missed. That, that's what I'm going to say. And he hasn't even put on a devil sweater. So 
Um, I, I think he has a legit case to, you know, go to the Hall of Fame, but just yeah. replacing someone of his caliber is just so hard because uh, – because originally, before he announced his retirement, I, I was saying, okay, let's get Jimmy Howard. Because, you know, maybe Jimmy Howard can bring just a little bit of what we wanted from Corey Crawford, which is maybe a solid goaltender who has years and years and years of experience, has won a championship, has been an all-star. Because, you know, Jimmy Howard, yes, he, you can ask Nolan Bianchi of Lockdown Red Wings this. Uh, uh, Jimmy Howard had an awful uh, season in his final year, but... Uh, the one thing I say is maybe maybe Jimmy Howard's uh, a diamond in the rough, similar to what Mackenzie Blackwood was. So, uh, you know, sign him. He'll be cheap. And, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But, you know, for, for Jimmy Howard, it's just like uh, he was an all-star back in 2019, so it's recent. So, yeah, it, it, him being a diamond in the rough wouldn't be, you know, out of the ordinary. And uh, also a former gold medalist. So I, I just honestly would have loved to see um, – I would have loved to see uh, uh, Jimmy Howard maybe in a devil's uniform. Yeah, and I mean, he was kind of in a pretty hopeless situation last year. I mean, the Red Wings, you know, I'm not trying to be mean here, but I mean, we saw what they did. They were a historically bad team last season. He had very little help. And you wonder, I mean, just going anywhere else, just getting a little bit more help, a little bit of a change of scenery, maybe that kind of reinvigorates him a little bit. It could have, but, you know, yeah. then again, he was, last season, he was sent down to the, uh, to the AHL, excuse me, and, uh, you know, he did let up five goals. So, uh, you know, well, maybe, I don't know. He yeah. had a win-loss record of one-on-one. So, I don't know. But still, I think he could have been a solid backup for um, for Mackenzie Blackwood because Mackenzie Blackwood just needs some leadership because, like I said, uh, in, our first, uh, in our first game, Mackenzie Blackwood gave us chances to win uh, the game, but unfortunately, we we let him down, and yeah. he made an excellent. I don't know if you saw it in, in the shootout. He made an excellent stop on Coyle. Like I thought, Coyle was about to get uh, the you know get the backhander in the shootout and just say, okay, the the, the Bruins aren't going to win. But he made an excellent pad stop, like a last second pad stop. I'm like, how did you just stop that? Because he <laughs> fooled you, but you made a last second adjustment. That's a veteran move right there. So uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, I think he's ready for the starting spot, but. He just needs some help, you know, yep. in terms of his backup and his defense. Yeah, so far so good for him. And, you know, for the Rangers, it's a very interesting start to the season here as far as the goalies are concerned because, you know, you have Igor Shosturka on opening night, and he's the goalie who I think most of us Ranger fans feel the best about. We think that, you know, he's going to be the man in the short term and in the long term. He's somebody that could go on to be the franchise goalie. It's not out of the question that 10 years from now he could still be starting games for the New York Rangers. And I think we still all feel very, very good about him. It's just one game, but he did struggle on opening night against the Islanders. You know, he gave up two goals that I think he, at least two goals, that I think he definitely would have wanted back. Now, Grant, he didn't have a ton of help because nobody on the Rangers played well on opening night, but it was very interesting to see, you know, the Rangers, they juggled their entire lineup. Literally everything is different for the second game, except for the top line. The top line remained intact, but every other combination of forwards, and all three defense pairings, they were all different for, for the second game of the season. And, of course, Alex Georgiev gets to play between the pipes. And he was awesome. 23 save shutout. I mean, it's not one of those, like, true, like, stand-on-your-head kind of games. But he was very, very sharp. And I think the biggest thing he did in that game is the Rangers were leading one nothing early. And he made a couple of saves on some deflections uh, to keep the puck out, keep the Rangers with the lead. And so it's going to be interesting going forward. You know, I would get the feeling that just based on how they both did in their first game, uh, we might be seeing Alex Georgiev uh, between the pipes against the Devils here on Tuesday. But uh, definitely an interesting situation to keep track of uh, going forward for the Rangers as well. A lot of teams right now, I, I mean, kind of figure out, you know, who who the main goalie is going to be. 
Right, and I, I just want to say, it looks like it was a game of two different um, – it just looked two different games for the Rangers because in opening night they get shut out by the Islanders for nothing. But then in game two, uh, you guys shut out the Islanders. So, you know, I always say those are kind of confusing because one game you did really well and then one game you did really poorly. So it's like, wh- which team are we? So, yeah. you know, for the Devils, you know, the, they went into o- OT twice in their game against the Boston Bruins and the Boston Bruins are reigning uh, President Trophy's winners. So, um, you know, obviously they're coming out with a vengeance this year, and the fact that we were able to send it to OT not once but twice and, you know, come out victorious with one of those, you know, shows that, you know, we, we do have, I guess, some potential. It's still really early. It's, it's extremely early to make an assumption, but, you know, that's based on what I see. So for the Rangers, what are your expectations? Because I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I said if all goes well with the Devils, I'd say they could finish higher than the Rangers, quite honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think in a best-case scenario for the Devils, I don't think that's completely unrealistic. You know, people forget that going into last season, you know, I don't, I don't want to say that people looked at the Devils like a Stanley Cup contender because I wouldn't go that far, but people thought the Devils had a pretty good team. And it was just one of those seasons where you get off to such a bad start that there's just no recovering from it. And the coach gets fired and everything's in turmoil. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Devils play quite a bit better this season than they did last year. As far as the Rangers are concerned, as you know, in the in the playoff picture, I think they're going to be right there. I think this, especially in a short season, a 56-game regular season where every game is so big and you're only playing division rivals, I think the Rangers are going to be in a situation where it's going to come down to the last two, three, maybe even the last day of the regular season as far as whether they're a playoff team or not. Because you look at the Eastern Division, Trey, and I mean, it's just absolutely stacked. I mean, there's even teams like the Sabres. Like, I know they're 0-2 and People probably figure they're going to finish near or at the bottom of this division, but even they've made some improvements. There's no easy games. There's no easy wins in this division. There's no easy way to get two points. And I just think, man, I mean, it's, it's going to be tight all the way through. And, and like I said, I think the Rangers are truly a fringe playoff team if ever there was one. And, you know, I just keep my fingers crossed that toward the end of the regular season, they're, they're still in the mix and able to get in and see what they can do in the playoffs. And, you know, John, um, I said the I said pretty much the same thing. I just said that the Devils are in the wrong division because they're in the East Division, and like I said, you know, you got the Capitals, you got the Flyers, you got the Bruins, and you know, the Islanders, the Penguins, and you know, like, are you know, it's not good enough to be you know decent because if you're decent, you'll finish in last in this division. So yeah, exactly. Um, whereas you know, if you were to go to the Central, you got you know teams like the Blackhawks, the Red Wings who aren't projected to do so well. So, you know, you got some wiggle room right there. Um, you know, out West, uh, I'd say it's pretty decent as well. Um, and then, you know, you obviously you got your Canadian teams and, you know, which Canadian team you project to do well is, you know, totally up to you and based on where you're from in that hemisphere. But, um, you know, we're, we're just in a very difficult division because realistically, the three teams I just listed, the Capitals, Flyers, and um, and the Bruins could realistically, you know, give any team a run for their money in, in the playoffs. So uh, I say if all goes well for the Devils, and I'm saying that I can't stress this enough, if all goes well, like everything goes well, they could finish in fifth in the division. And that's me being, you know, generous. Yeah, Whereas, for sure. Uh, I, I think for the most part, they're either going to finish in the bottom because one thing we have to keep in mind for young teams like ourselves um, so like, you know, keep an eye out of this for the Rangers, the young guys might hit something called the rookie wall as in yeah. like, you know, they play, they play too many games. They start to show fatigue. They get tired, you know, keep in mind, 
the most uh, off days we're going to get, you know, if there is, you know, some postponement due to COVID is four days off. That's the most we're going to get, you know, because yep. most of these games are going to be back to back or one night rest. And that's the, that's the problem. Like, can our young guys withstand it? And that's what I was saying about Mackenzie Blackwood. That's the main concern I have is in which we need a solid goaltender behind them because there's just so many games that are coming repeatedly. So, my thing is, is like, can our teams, like the Rangers and the Devils, who are so young, can our uh, young guys keep up with the pace of this? Because this is something really unique and different, something that we haven't really seen before because we're trying to jam-pack so many games in a short month's uh, span. Yeah. Uh, let, me, uh, let me get your opinion on something else as it relates to the Eastern Division. Because I heard in the offseason, you know, I don't know if this is just people being optimistic, whether it's Ranger fans or Devil fans or whatever it might be, but some people have been talking about, like, how – oh, well, you know, maybe the Bruins, maybe they're going to start to decline a little bit, or maybe the Penguins are going to start to recline a little bit. And honestly, I mean, maybe for the Penguins a little, but I don't see it because, I mean, both those teams, if, if you look at what's made the Bruins the Bruins and what's made the Penguins the Penguins, all their core is still intact. They still have the guys that have enabled them to be at or near the top of the Eastern Conference year in and year out. So, I mean, do you think that they start to regress at all this season, or are we still in a situation where those are kind of the two teams to beat, so to speak, as they have been for so many years? I mean, look at the Blackhawks because the Blackhawks still, for the most part, sure. have their main core. Um, and I think the only uh, player they've lost is Marion Hosta. And, you know, uh, obviously that is a big loss. But for the most part, you still have the guys that, for the most part, you know, gave you a good amount of production that got you far in the playoffs and gave you three Stanley Cups in a, what, a six-year span? Something so, like that, yeah. Um, about, about that, yeah. So it could happen because, you know, a team doesn't revolve around just um, just a couple of players. I mean, they do make the difference, don't get me wrong, but it's like, you know, how well do you do in the power play? How do you do in the penalty kill? Like, uh, are there certain situations where you're not capitalizing on them? Because for the Bruins, what I saw is, like, I saw that they were beatable, but I didn't, you know, obviously I'm not intimidated by them. I was intimidated by them, I'll admit, in game one, period number one, when they were just looking like, oh, man, the Devils, this is going to be a long weekend series for them. But then uh, I saw the Devils make adjustments, be adaptable, and they gave the Bruins a run for their money because, uh, especially in period number three, the goals were going back and forth, back and forth. And, like, what killed the Devils were the, the power play because, like I said, the Bruins uh, capitalized on all their goals uh, for that game on the power play. And um, it, 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 there's just so many factors that goes into it because, like, I don't think it's a sport like basketball where one player can really make a difference and really lead their team to uh, to some sort of you know victorious uh, win streak or winning record, whatever the case might be. There's just I think it's like uh, it's football where there's just so many factors, so many players, so many situations, so many scenarios, and even baseball, you know, where there's just so many parts of that moving train going that you know it, only a few players don't really make that much of a difference. I'm not trying to underestimate that. I'm just saying, like, you know, there's so many components that goes with it. No, I get what you're saying. And uh, to kind of shift gears a little bit here, though, I wanted to ask you about P.K. Subban, because obviously he comes to the Devils. He's got the big contract. He struggles quite a bit last season. And it's kind of like if you're a Devils fan, you kind of just have to keep your fingers crossed and just hope that he comes out of this and he becomes at least close to the player that he used to be. And again, I have not seen these Devils games from start to finish. I caught a little bit of each, but, uh, you know, just going by the box score, I noticed he had six hits and three shots in goal in his first two games combined. Uh, what are you seeing from P.K. Subban? Is there hope that he gets back to being maybe not necessarily uh, P.K. Subban at his best, but somewhat close to that? I mean, what, what are you seeing from Subban so far? 
so I actually wrote about this uh, for the hockey writers in which, like, is he due for a breakout year? And the thing is, about Subban is that um, he needs to be more adaptable. That's, that's what uh, he needs to be because I feel like he's trying to be the player that he once was, but he's not being smart. The reason why players, you know, grow in age but are still very effective at their old age is because they use their mind. They don't try to use their body as much as they used to. And for, uh, for Subban, it's just that um, – it's just that he needs to learn how to be adaptable and just adjust his game because uh, if you looked at the power play uh, last season, he was absolutely horrendous because all he would do was just take uh, big slap shots at the point, and uh, unfortunately it, it, it came back to bite him because most of his shots would get blocked, and it makes it easier for the other team to go the other way, try to get the shorthanded goal. Um, you know, he's always been an inconsistent shooter, but what I've been noticing is that he tried to go deep into the – zone and the slot area last year quite a bit and actually worked somewhat for him but for this season uh the defense has not impressed me for the new jersey devils it, it just has not and hopefully when we get botlin back uh you know it can add some more uh depth to our organization and to our roster but uh for suban uh he, he had a career worse than plus minus last season with negative 21 so you know that's not good but uh, you know already he's at uh negative uh one but you know it's still it's still really early, so yeah, he had four. Um, uh, you know, he, he he's trying to improve. That's that's all I could say is like, and he needs to work on his shot. He needs to be smarter. He needs to be adaptable because uh, last season, what he did well was uh, trying to get rebounds for uh, you know his team. Like he was good at uh, creating like second opportunities in the zone of the Devils to you know give the younger guys another shot of you know trying to get the puck into the twine. So. That's something he just needs to continue to do because he was really good rebounding. And, you know, with young forwards like uh, Heizer, once Heizer comes back from his injury, and also Hughes, who looks like he's improving right now, uh, you know, he just needs to look at his young gunners and, you know, get his assist numbers up. Because Subban was actually good at passing last year. I'll give him credit for that. He was actually good at passing. But, you know, the assist category obviously doesn't show it because um, uh, last season uh, for the Devils, he only – he only was able to um, put up uh, 11 assists. So, uh, but that, that doesn't speak the entirety of like him as a passer. So, so I think that's what he needs to do. He needs to just keep rebounding, keep passing and just uh, improve uh, on being adaptable because he's always been an inconsistent shooter his entire career. That's nothing new, but you know, obviously now that he's older and now that he's with a younger team, he can get exploited a little bit more. And if all doesn't work out, I hope Seattle takes them. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, they might. I mean, they, they you probably want to get a big name if you're Seattle. I mean, I, I don't know that you would want that contract necessarily, but you got to make some, you got to do something kind of splashy if you're an expansion team coming into the league. So uh, maybe Subban, just for his name value, maybe even that is a reason why they might be interested in him. But uh, somebody else I got to ask about because he, him and Capo Caco are always going to be linked together, but that's Jack Hughes. And I noticed. You know, the Devils have only scored four goals in these first two games here, but Jack Hughes has already got three assists. So, I mean, what are you seeing from him? Uh, do you feel good about where he's at right now after both him and Kako, maybe a little bit of an underwhelming rookie season for each of them? So, uh, you want to know an interesting fact about Jack Hughes? Uh, last Absolutely. Year, statistically, statistically, he was the worst performing first overall draft selection since Joe Thornton in 1997. So, oh boy. Pat Patrick Stefan had a better uh, rookie year than Jack Hughes. And Patrick Stefan is infamously known for 
blowing a wide open breakaway empty netter. Oh, and he fell down, right? And then it went back the other yeah. way and they scored. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the one, yeah. right? Well, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That that's yeah. what he's infamous for. Even he had a better um even he had a better uh, rookie season than Jack Hughes. But um, for Jack Hughes, he's, he uh, gained about 14 pounds of muscle. He's shown tremendous signs of improvement. And like you said, four goals for the Devils, but uh, three of those are assisted on Jack Hughes. So he's creating opportunities for his, uh, his teammates. And another thing is Jack Hughes could actually have a couple goals, but the, unfortunately they just didn't go in for him. Like he had like three opportunities to, you know, get the puck into the twine, but it just, it just didn't work out. Cause you know, uh, I, uh, the Boston Bruins just made excellent last second stops. Like one time he was, uh, on an open breakaway and it just didn't, just didn't go in. Then Zajac couldn't get the rebound. That was in game one. And I think that came back to haunt the devils because, you know, they ended up, uh, uh, they ended up losing. And then, you know, Rosk was just, uh, you know, he was, he was excellent for, uh, Boston and, you know, he got lucky at times, but still, uh, I think for Jack Hughes, he's shown tremendous um, improvement. And uh, I actually want to ask you something. Uh, so, Lindy Ruff is obviously our head coach, and he was the head defensive coach for the New York Rangers last season. And uh, it seems like, at least game two speaks, that your guys' defense has actually improved a little bit. What can you say about that? I mean, I think, you know, Lindy Ruff at times got a little bit of an unfair deal from Ranger fans because I think a lot of the issues that the Rangers had was it was just the product of being a young team. They had a lot of really young defensemen. They still do have a lot of really young defensemen in the lineup every single night. This is going to happen. You're going to have defensive lapses every now and then. That's just a byproduct of being a young and inexperienced team. I think that, you know, overall, like I said, it was the it was a case of just taking too many penalties, giving up too many power play opportunities. And, uh, you know, just turning over the puck, just a lot of things that a lot of young players do. I always liked Lindy Ruff. You know, I thought that given the fact that David Quinn was obviously very new to the NHL, this is his first time ever being a head coach. Uh, and before that, he'd only been an assistant coach for, I think, part of a season with the Colorado Avalanche. And that was about 10 years ago. So I always liked the idea of having a veteran uh, coach as an assistant on the team. I think it worked pretty well. I think he uh, worked well with his team throughout the season and they got better as the season improved. I mean, the Rangers really improved in just about every facet of the game. I always felt good about having him there. And I think, you know, I, I was kind of disappointed when he wasn't able to accompany them on the playoff trip, uh, you know, to Toronto there. Obviously, by then, you guys had hired him as the head coach. So I understand it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think Lindy Ruff did an okay job. And I think if you're the Devils, and I, Trey, I think this is something we talked about uh, the last time we did a crossover. But if there was ever a time to maybe... I don't want to say play it safe, but in a way, that's kind of what they did, right? It's, it's a guy that's got a lot of experience coaching in the NHL, and this is after they hired John Hines, and that was a complete nightmare. So if you ever just want to, you know, play it safe, maybe this is the time for the Devils to do that. I, I think Lindy Ruff is going to do all right for you guys, but we'll see how it goes, uh, you know, as the season progresses here. Let me tell you something about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Oh my gosh, this is delicious. I've already had a few 
when I go out to the gym and they are super healthy too. You're probably thinking, wait a minute, these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Uh, 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 sounds like an unhealthy snack. That is not true. As I stated, Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for a keto diet. And you, yes you, I'm going to make an offer that you can't refuse. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off at BuiltBar.com. There we go. I repeated it so that way you don't have to rewind it. Go to BuiltBar.com and get your Built Bars right now. All right. Uh, so obviously this episode is going to go up on Tuesday. Any predictions for tonight's matchup? Yeah, I'm going to say another low-scoring game. You guys have been in a couple of low-scoring games. I'm going to say the Rangers pull out a 2-1 to win in overtime. You guys have been to overtime twice already. Why not go for three? And I feel like the Rangers, you know, obviously uh, they were shut out on opening night, 4 nothing. They then blanked the Islanders two nights later, 5 to nothing. The Rangers are due for a close competitive game. And I just get the feeling, you know, it, it might be a, a tightly contested game. It's going to go to overtime and uh, give me Mika for the game winner. How about you? Okay, uh, let, let me think. Let me think of the factors. So, uh, obviously, you guys are one and one. You guys got shut out uh, game one, but then you came back and fought in game two. The Devils uh, were terrible in period number one, but they rebounded in the second and third period, and then game two, they ended up winning. I think you guys are going to get Sharon Govich. Honestly, I think he's going to have another great game. Oh, boy. He's going to draw a lot of penalties on you guys. And I'm go- I-, I agree with you. It's going to be low scoring. I'd say it's, gonna- it's going to be hmm, two or three nothing uh, Devils. Really? So the Rangers are going to get shut out twice for- in three times to start the season, even after putting up five goals. So. All right, all right. I mean, I do well, like Blackwood. Well, it- I- he's off to a good start for you guys. Right. I was about to say, if the defense can just protect Mackenzie Blackwood at all costs, then if Blackwood continues to do what he normally does, I think you guys could possibly get shut out and, or, you know, maybe squeeze a one goal. Honestly. All right. Well, well, we'll see how it goes. But uh, one other thing, I mean, well, we can wrap up on this, but it's something I got to ask you about because, you know, that we're all waiting for the NHL schedule to drop. And, uh, you know, as soon as it happens, you know, you're scouring all these months and who are we playing? And, oh, there's a bunch of back-to-backs. This is cool. But the Rangers and Devils, they have uh, a four-game set later in this season. They're going to play each other four times in six days from April 13th through April 18th. I've never seen anything like this. What do you expect from that? I mean, I know we haven't even seen them play each other yet, but what do you think that's going to be like, a four-game set between the Rangers and Devils there? So when's that again? April? Yeah, April 13th through April 18th. Oh, man, that's that's sort of like a, a playoff series, kind of. Yep. Well, you know, I, I know it's not going to be best out of uh, seven, but, uh, yeah, that's that, that's like a playoff matchup, kind of. So it's like you're, you're going to see a lot of adjustments. You're going to see a lot of fatigue from players. You're going to see, I'd say, one game. I think the the, the teams are just going to say, hey, we're, we're, we're going to our – we're just going to go to our backup goalie. We're going to go to our bench mostly because we want to give our starters a rest. So – you know, I think for the most part, it's going to be really exciting to see uh, the. I, I'm excited to see what what happens for, um, for for that series because it, it's like a playoff matchup. But I think you know we have a lot to be excited for that for that uh, kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, there could be a playoff spot on the line. It could be a situation where 
one or both teams are trying to get into the playoff picture, or maybe one's trying to hang on to the, the fourth place spot in, in that Eastern division that we talked about, but it's going to be a lot of fun either way. And Trey, this was a ton of fun today. As always, it's always a pleasure talking some hockey with you. And uh, we'll definitely have to do this again at some point this season. All right, John, I, I, we're definitely going to do it for that four game series. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but that's months away. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. It'll be here before we know it. So, uh, yeah, Ranger fans, Devil fans, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Always a pleasure to do crossovers and get perspectives from different people, especially my Locked On colleagues. So thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Locked On Devils. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Thanks for listening. Go Devils. Check out the game tonight between the New York Rangers as we try to improve to 2-1. and one. All right?